Welcome to the Ramp, 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 Ramble Room. Did you like that? <laughs> it's not. It's not the intro I would have gone with. <laughs> but would it'll would do. you have gone with? Don't touch me. <laughs> you <remember> what? <laughs> the line in this movie when she goes, "Don't touch me, Ella." Yeah. No, I would have gone with like I a can't ramble room. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> There's so many great quotes. What should I have gone with? I was thinking a, a don't listen to ramble room situation. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't listen. We want them to listen. <laughs> Do we? Don't move on. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Ramble room. <laughs> See? See, mine was way better. <laughs> I like all of them. Okay, well, what's your story? <laughs> all right, so I identify as a drama queen. Um, mainly. Uh, mainly? Sure. Mainly. Probably because my family called me that for the first 12, 13, 15 23 years of my life. Eh. Um, but I was in quite a few theat- theatrical plays as a young'un, as a child, but the first play I was ever in was Peter Pan. Have I talked about this on this podcast? I don't know. I played Nan of the Dog in Peter Pan, and it was funny because my entire family's nickname for me was Nana because I think Melissa couldn't say Ariana, so she called me Nana. So everybody called me that. Um, and then I got to play Nana. <laughs> Spelled the same. Anyway, now I was a dog. Now I'm wondering if you said this when we watched Peter Pan. Did we watch Peter Pan for this? The live action, yeah. The 2003 version. We did a, co- a commentary on that. Well, if this is a repeat story, now you're hearing it twice. All right. But I don't think you have The last about that. play I did was Grease. <laughs> <laughs> also but let's talk about that. Um, I played Jan. But I was just happy that I wasn't cast as a mother. Because from the time I was a kid to the time I was a junior in high school, I was only cast as mom. That's because that's cause if you're fat or have big boobs, you get cast yeah. as mother or an old person, which is Ari and I both got cast yep. as those pretty much the entire time. It was really cool, really fun, love yeah. being typecast. Um, <laughs> they were like, you have the hips of a mother. Yeah. <laughs> you can be, you, you look can like you could bear a child right now. <laughs> it's like, you look like you pop a few out. <laughs> Um. <laughs> and you're only 17, my God. <laughs> you're going to be the mother. <laughs> but yeah, Great. it was fun. Um, but it was the first play I got to do where I wasn't <laughs> a mother. Um, and I don't know. That one was fun because, like, it was my senior year. It was a show that I knew. Like, every other show that we did, I didn't really know about. Yeah. Um, like, I, I had heard of all of them, except for freshman year curtain. That one hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, we did a chorus line and music man. Um, and I had heard of those, but I didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> but Grease was one that I grew up watching, even though Mom didn't want us to watch it all the time. So it was a fun little experience for me to be. It was the first time I didn't have to wear curlers, too, because of the time period. I could just curl my hair. I loved Grease as a kid. And what's funny is, like, they always look down on the whole, like, oh, Sandy changed for Danny. She put on, like, a fucking cat suit and was out there with a, she got her hair permed and Mm -hmm. has all this makeup on and started smoking and whatever. But I love that scene. I know. (laughs) I still love it now. Listen, I loved it as a kid. 
I I love it. Yeah. And I feel like everyone does love it, and people just, you know, it's fine if you want to criticize it. That's I think it also can be criticized, and I also can enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> but there was also, I, I remember hearing somebody defend that movie, and, like, I can understand wanting to enjoy it, which I do, but to defend her changing, I think, is a little too well, much. Well, yeah, I mean. But they defended it by saying, well, he tried, he changed, too, and I said, he put on a cardigan. Right. That is not redoing your hair and your outfit and no. starting to uh, pick up a habit of smoking. <laughs> that is totally different. She put on a leather suit, dude. But it's also just, it's like a, f- it's like all of those fun makeover scenes that you watch as a kid. You just love them. It's em. just, it's but fun. We, I we love as it. kids watched a show called The Swan, oh which my was God. a terrible talk about show. Horrible. And it was about, it was about mainly women. Yeah, it was just women. It was women that would come in and they were like insecure and people would just tear them apart and be like, yeah, this is what you should fix. You're ugly. And then they would pay for this person to get like plastic surgery. They did like like a, it's not just a normal makeover. They would get, yeah, they'd get liposuction, plastic surgery, all this shit done. And then by the end they, they pull open the curtains of the mirror. You're beautiful. And then the girls are always crying like, I was ugly and now I'm beautiful after all this work has been done on me. And it's like, what the fuck am I watching? Why are we we watching that as children? (laughs) Mom was like, you can't watch Grease over and over again. (laughs) But but you can watch this. We can watch the swan. (laughs) What? (laughs) Sometimes mom and dad's logic of of what we could and couldn't watch and could and couldn't listen to made no sense. We couldn't watch Pokemon, but that was because it was annoying to mom. Yeah, most of that stuff was because mom, same with Spongebob. Mom just, yeah. like, was annoyed with Spongebob's voice. Right. But she was, like, totally fine with us listening to One Two Step by Sierra. I feel like that should have had, we should have had more questions. I love One Two Step oh, by I Sierra. Oh, I do, too. It pops off. Why, but why would that, listen to the words again. But, but as a, as a seven-year-old, I probably shouldn't have been. <laughs> what, because you, I shake it like Jello, make the boys say hello? I could look up a whole lyric so we could go through it. I'm five foot two. I want to dance with you. Five foot two. It's Kate Bush. I eat filet mignon and I'm nice and young. Best believe I'm number one. Best. Anyway, anyway, so I was a drama queen, (laughs) and and I did theater. Now, on to Confessions of a Teenage (laughs) Drama Queen, starring Lindsay Lohan. Great. This movie came out in 2004, so we're closing in on its 20 year anniversary. I was five years old. And here's the one-sentence pitch. I'm ready. A dramatic teen moves and finds her new school already has a drama queen. <laughs> Whoa. This is also one of Megan Fox's first things, too. It is. I mean, Holiday in the Sun, I believe, is her very first. But she's, like, uncredited because I think Wallace? she's also in, like. Deanna Wallace of the Department Store of Wallace. <laughs> yeah. We've already talked about Holiday in the Sun. but We could, we could talk about it again. <laughs> Yeah, let's do a revisiting. Forget this one. Oh, by the way, hi. This is our first podcast. um, Back, back. We so we have High School Musical and Cowbells has been like done and edited and ready to put through for months now. But listen, we we were at sixty nine episodes, and we wanted to test how long (laughs) could we keep the sexual gag going. I didn't mean to say gag. I shouldn't have said gag. No, I think it's better that you said gag. We just we just like that number for, you know, whatever reason. I hope I make it to sixty nine years old. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, see, this was, guys, this was when movies were good, <laughs> when Walt Disney was just the blue screen with the blue castle that appeared. I love that, love that opening logo. 
There wasn't a bunch of like random crap. Oh, the and the music. So the opening credits of th- this episode. So w- this episode's episode is gonna be longer. Th- next episode is very short. We recorded these out of order, so Wendy will be recorded first, and it's like twenty five minutes. <laughs> it will not be long, and then this one is probably gonna be longer. An hour. It's a movie of our childhood, so and we're we biased. love it. Oh so my gosh! So the opening credits are very "What a Girl Wants," which I'm sure we'll review at some point. And the music is great. It's just overhead shots of New York. Oh my gosh, you're right. It is giving what a girl wants. Right? With, with the butterfly that goes through. Guys, Colin Firth, amazing. Anyway. <laughs> Colin Firth, amazing. Moving on. <laughs> Amanda Bynes. So, oh my gosh. We now open just get with through the whole movie. <laughs> we open with Lola. Lola. And her actual name is Mary, but she her Lola. chosen name is Lola. And it starts off with this very dramatized she's dressed as like Audrey Hepburn from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yes. And her mother is saying, Goodbye, darling. I um, love you so much. I love you so much, but you can stay here in New York because we're moving to New Jersey. And then she real we zoom out and it's just a pop up book, which I love that. Love that transition. I do too. And we realize Lola is a big daydreamer and a big drama queen, and she's, she's not a happy. Daydream believer and a homecoming queen. Much like Perfect Man, she's not happy about moving to New York. <laughs> no, she's moving oh, wait, to New right. Jersey. <laughs> Sorry, Perfect Man is the opposite. <laughs> You're she's right. unhappy about moving to New York, but that's a different story because she You're moves right. all the time. Yeah, this is just like for her job. And probably because living in New York was super expensive. Well, and she's a, she's a, I want to say she's a single mom, but she does have a dad. Yeah, they're just divorced, but she has the kid most of the time. Like, yeah. the dad comes in and he's And she has two twin, si- like, little sisters. Right. So, they're moving to New Jersey. Lola's not happy about this. She's being very dramatic about it. They get to their new house. Um, we should do a dr- dramatic drama podcast on this episode, I think. Yeah, maybe we should. Start counting now. I got one. So, first, can we please talk about Lola's outfit when she gets to New Jersey? What, how iconic it is? Yes, she's wearing an I Love New York t-shirt, but she has a mesh shirt over it that's long sleeves. I think it's one shirt, though. Oh, is it? Because the heart is cut out. Oh. Well, that's even better, then. I love it. I love all of her um, outfits in this movie. Yeah, Lola also has a uh, an iconic necklace that honestly, I don't know why we've never bought bottle it, cap bought it for each other, but it's three bottle caps. They're all Coca Cola. Yeah, it's iconic. Look it up. So Lola goes her to first school. outfit though to school. I hate. Yeah, hate, hate, hate. It's like a silky beige. What is she wearing? It, I don't know. She's got, she like got like a, head a, a scarf over thing. her head. I just I can't. Well, she ends up meeting Ella. And they realize they both love Kid Arthur, which is a their band. all-time favorite band. And they immediately become best friends, which is truly how it sometimes L- is. And honestly, Mel, luckily, they both have a, a different favorite band member. Right. She Lola loves Sue, and Ella loves, what's his name? Steve. Steve. Steve and <laughs> Sue. And then, you know, she... I think she also shows Ella this whole scrapbook that she has, which is amazing. Like, a whole scrapbook album of... And one of the pages... 
in an article of where Sue lives and, but like, all this stuff. One of the pages says, she goes, this is the dress I'm going to wear to our wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never related more to a character. Are yeah, you kidding me? It's very true to, like, teenage girl being in absolutely in love and infatuated with some celebrity. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Couldn't have been me. <laughs> then we meet Miss Bagoli. No, no, no. What's Mean Girl's name? What's Megan, Megan Fox? <laughs> we meet Megan Fox. What's his character's name? Carla Santini. Then we meet Carla Santini, which is Megan Fox's character. Whoops. And we meet Miss Bagoli, which is his sister. Yes. Played by Carol Kane. And I, Don. (laughs) Don Lemon. And so we've kind of set the social circles already. Megan Fox, Mean Girl, Lola and Ella, BFFs. And then we get the crush. Sam! The love interest, Sam. So they go to lunch. Who I never thought was cute when we were younger. I still am not, like, head over heels for him. I am much more attracted to Stu. Yeah, the the celebrity (laughs) Stu. Um, who's a grown man, so I guess it makes sense. <laughs> so Sam goes over there and is talking to Ella, and then he introduces himself to Lola. There's an immediate attraction. She's Ooh. staring at his ass and everything. The sparks are flying. His baggy ass. His baggy pants. His baggy ass. Is that what you're going to say? But he's got <laughs> the baggy pants. Yeah, he doesn't have much of an ass, so I don't know why we zoomed staring, in on it. She's staring at <laughs> loose jeans. <laughs> like, What? <laughs> You can just look at that off the rack, she's, literally. She's looking at loose jeans <laughs> swinging back and forth. That's all I gotta say. So, Lola goes over to Ella's house. They're hanging out. In a out. different outfit. I think this is the next day. It's a different day, I think. Okay. It's supposed to show, like, passage of time. They're friends now. And there's a whole thing where Ella's parents are very rich and... Snooty. Yeah, and very, yeah, snooty, snobby. And they don't really approve of... Lola's mother being, first of all, a, a single, single mother, and which I don't get. They, she's a single mom, but she ha- has her own house. Like she's doing pretty well, if you ask me. She's a single mom of three kids. You're double parent of one. She's also like a potter, so she's always doing sculptures and stuff. She's always got overalls on and chopsticks, chopsticks in her, in her hand. Yeah. And uh, you know the parents think that this woman looks disheveled. Apparently, well, this woman is middle class, and I wouldn't hang out with her middle class. <laughs> Shut so, up. so Lola gets this vibe from her family, and then she kind of storms out of the house. And Ella says, "They just—they don't understand your family situation." She's like, "You're right, they don't." And then Lola goes on this whole dramatized story about how her dad is killed in a motorcycle car accident, and that her mother's actually a widower. Yeah, and how dare they judge her family just because she's got a single mom? And, um, and Ella's like. You're I'm right. So sorry. You're so wrong. Right, and um, and so they make up, and L- Ella, you know, has some newfound respect for Lola or whatever. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> your friend tells you that their dad dies, and you go, "I respect your family situation now." Yeah, like why couldn't you have respected that before? But oops. Anyway, so after this whole thing. She goes back home. She's t- talking to her mom and says, I like a thick chocolate gummy bear, which is like cultural appropriation much. <laughs> anyway, early 2000s. <laughs> Let's go. Um, then they're, what's weird is they're playing soccer, soccer in PE, but they have like soccer uniforms on. So it's like, do they switch uniforms for each sport they play in PE? Or do they just play soccer? <laughs> they only play soccer. <laughs> or are they all on the soccer team? 
I don't know. That would be weird. I feel like Lola would not be a sports person. I don't think Ellie would be. Yeah, maybe Carla. I can believe that. Anyway, so then they're in the locker room. Carla's talking about a play. Carla's talking mad trash. Carla's like, I was cast as the lead in the musical, right? But she's also talking about how she convinced Miss Bagoli to make it was just going to be a play. And she's convinced her to make... Um, what was the, the play? I believe it's My Fair Lady. Yes, so and it's, it's Eliza, Eliza Roth. Roth. Right. She's like, I um, convinced her to change it into a musical and and call it Eliza Roth. Mm-hmm. So she's talking about all this, and then Lola's overhearing it, and she loves theater, as we had explained earlier. So she's like, wait, I want to be in this musical. I I want to audition. How has it already been cast? And she runs out to go find Miss Bagoli, and Miss Bagoli's like, it hasn't been cast yet. I have auditions are going to be, whatever, Monday or something. Yep. So then we switch to auditions. It's funny because, you know, you'd think you'd get an audition montage, but we don't. It's nope. just it's just Lola performing a song. Does she show up with a basket of fake flowers? Can I just say, that makes no sense. Well, you know, you can't explain the drama queen, you know? But she, they also don't <laughs> audition her. Like, we don't even see her monologue. It's just an excuse to have Lindsay Lohan sing. For sure. Yes. Um, also, I love her outfit in this audition yes, scene. It's like too. a weird Victorian-looking... And her hair is, like, matching that. Yeah, it's almost... But it kind of works. It does. For I her, I don't think I can pull it off. But no. she rocks it. Right. Um. However, we do get... She <laughs> sings a pop song for her audition, which... It's Sid Arthur. We, we never did. Um, right. <laughs> you you <laughs> sang, like... From, like, a, a theatrical show. You were singing either a classical opera song, mm-hmm. or you were singing a musical theater song. Yeah. Um, or Disney was also appropriate. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. like, that's also because half the Disney <laughs> are Broadway, are Broadway musicals. musicals. But anyway, so she's singing a song from Sid Arthur. And can I just tell you, <laughs> I don't play an instrument, okay? We're working on it. But if I did, I don't think I could pick up immediately. Some people can do that, but supposedly, I guess, Miss Bagoli is able to do that. She's, like, some master... Yeah. And there's drums Pianist. that come in and an electric guitar and, like, I don't know where those came from, but. Yeah, those were just in her imagination, I'm sure. They do that in movies. They do that in Camp Rock. <laughs> but as as Lola is singing this, Sam walks in and he sits in the back of the auditorium. And he's like, wow. And I guess he ends up being a crew member of, of the play. Yeah, he's, like, helping. He's, like, a technician. Like, he literally works on his own car all the time. Right, so. But he also is a crew member. I don't know what. Maybe he did set building. I think he joined crew because. <laughs> Lola. Lola auditioned, and Ella decided to be stage manager. Right. So I think that's what it was. Which, can I just say, I love all three of those characters based on who they are. It makes sense their positions they have in this play. Like, it makes sense that Ella would be a stage manager. Because uh-huh. she would be too scared to go audition, but she'd want to be part of the play. Yeah. And then Sam would just be like, I want to hang out with the Lola, because yeah. she's hot. <laughs> and he's like, I know what I can do. I can help build the set. Yeah. But I also feel like... I would, this doesn't happen in the movie, mm-hmm. but I would have loved to see more of Ella and Sam's friendship because I yeah. feel like they were probably friends in elementary school. Right. Like, they've been, like, throughout the whole, every year they're, like, maybe not best friends, but they are, like, they talk to each other and they're friends. Yeah. That's true. Anyway. Well, they would never spend that much time doing that. No, no, because Lindsay Lohan is main character. Um. So, then we get an iconic 
scene of them running through the school halls yes. to see the cast list. To which a song by Super Chicks. What is more early 2000s than that? Can I say, uh, maybe our school was different, but I'm pretty sure they usually post that at the end of the school day when Your everybody's still there. Anytime there was either callbacks or cast lists, it was always posted like end of day and usually it was like Friday. Yeah. It was never... Never like before school started. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they're waiting for the janitor to open unlock the, door. the win- window. <laughs> unlock the doors. Well, they're climbing in through a window, folks. <laughs> like, what? And Sam is somehow already there too. He's, what was he's, he doing? Listen, he's building the set. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> he came in early. He's working with the set guy. So we find out Loa gets the lead role of Eliza, Eliza. Doolittle, baby. And Carla Santini is what's her name, Mrs. I don't know Higgins. Yeah. yeah, she and she she looks at the cast list and she goes, "I got the part I wanted," which I think is a perfect. It's a perfect reaction of like this girl who has just been served some humble pie, but she doesn't want to let people know that she's been hurt by it. So she's like, "I got exactly the part I wanted." But can I say very I very drama club vibes? Yes. Like also, okay, th- we talk about this in um, hairspray how. Like, Sharpay makes sense. This new girl comes in. Hairspray? Did I say hairspray? You said hairspray, and then you said Sharpay. So, are you talking about High School Musical? We talked about this in High School Musical. (laughs) I thought that's what I said. No, you said hairspray. Hey, it's a Zac Efron (laughs) film. What do you want me? Um, But we talked about how Sharpay makes sense because if a new girl came in and got the lead in the school musical, everyone would be so mad. They totally would. And so I can understand Carla being upset about that. Sure. Yeah. Especially if she's been the lead in however many plays Mm -hmm. or musicals. But I also want to say that that is such a theater kid thing to do, Mm -hmm. though, is to pretend that you're happy with the role that you got. Yeah. But I also remember going to see the cast list and then people, like, walking away, like, so depressed. And, like, I just wanted to be in this one. And it's like, take a deep breath. It's not the end of the world. I remember it would be, like, performances, and you could tell the person was still mad about their part, and I was like, it's been, like, a month and a half. Please <laughs> get over doing? it. What are you doing? Um, anyway, so then we find out Sid Arthur has broken up. The band is broken up. Lola and Ella are devastated, but Lola's, like, having a fucking actual funeral. Yeah. Um, and Sam is kind of... <laughs> They're supporting... Yeah, that's the thing is Sam is actually very sweet and supportive and understanding of her being such a drama queen, which I kind of like about him. But here's the other thing. Sam is in a lot of scenes with, like, no lines. Yeah, he's just kind of sitting there. Maybe it's because he's not that good an actor. Listen, and they were like, seen him in anything else? You're just here for your baggy ass, man. (laughs) 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 Lindsay Lohan saw him and goes, I want that one. We then get the best scene, probably of the whole movie. I don't know. It's a toss-up. But I would disagree. Okay, whatever. It's Dance Dance Revolution. It's amazing. (laughs) Carla v. Lola. Carla's been kicking everyone's ass. And why is the whole school at this Dance Dance Revolution arcade? I don't know. It's the mall. Oh, okay. It's a part of the mall. But still, what part of the mall just has a huge... I mean, it's a big stage for Dance Dance Revolution. I don't know that it's the whole school, though. I think it's just kids. I don't know okay. that you could say that everybody from the school is there. But also, Carla's wearing, like, a, a classic early 2000s tracksuit, which yep. all the girlies wore. And listen, Lola is crushing it in a Knicks jersey. Isn't that what that's called? I think so. And her backwards 
complete bullshit. So during that whole time during the dance revo- dance dance revolution, Carla and Lola are chatting, and Lola's lying her ass off about these connections that her parents have or her family has, and like, oh yeah, my dad knows Sid Arthur's chauffeur or something like that. And they're talking about how they're going to get to the last concert because Sid Arthur's having kind of a big hurrah before they officially break up. Yeah. And for all the fans to come see them. And it's in New York City. So she's like, well, I'll be getting those tickets. And she's, again, just lying. Which just makes me think of, like, artists in real life that their band breaks up and they do a one last tour and then they run out of money and they do one last tour again. (laughs) I feel like Sid (laughs) Arthur would be that kind of man. (laughs) they would that's true so Lola has now got to figure out a way to get these tickets and she's complaining to her mother she's like I'm in mourning and what would really make me happy is getting to go to this concert in New York and her mom is like no we can't afford that right now and I don't trust you to go to New York by yourself you're a teenager right and she's like just for a concert and then Lola is just unbelievably you know devastated She's talking to Sam about how she can get these tickets. Um, she compliments Sam's boots. Sam compliments her smile. Yeah, they have a little flirty moment wha- as it's he fixes only, his car. It's the only moment of chemistry in the entire album. Why is he always fixing his car? How because beat up is his car? Because he's a technician! I know, but how beat up is his car? Or you're saying that's his part-time job. I think that's his part-time job. I'm willing to assume it's his part I swear he's always operating on the same car, and it's supposed to be his own car. It could be. <laughs> he's got a lot of work to do. Maybe he's building a new truck. Ooh. Maybe he's doing a little bit of a, a dean. <laughs> from Gilmore from Girls. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Isn't it, what's his name? Dean Forrester? I think so, yeah. Um, I almost called him Dean Winchester. <laughs> the wrong one. <laughs> Lola is now meditating um, in her room and saying she is going on a hunger strike. She will not eat until she's able to go to this concert. Her mom is on the phone with, with her dad. Her dad. And this Sh- is when plot twist. Yeah, this is when we find out that Lola was lying about her dad dying, which is wild. Do not lie about your parents dying. That'll be my moral of the story. Do you remember the guy <laughs> in Big Brother who lied about his wife having yeah, cancer? Having cancer. And he's like, this is my game strategy. It's like, whoa, that's intense. And then when everybody found out, they were like, that is so screwed up, dude. <laughs> he's like, I did it to gain sympathy. And it's like, and there are other ways to get sympathy <laughs> than lying about your family member having cancer. Anyway. <laughs> so she's putting up all these solutions. Mom is saying, okay, how about your dad picks you up and drops you off? And she's like, oh, like a little kid. And, you know, she wants to be independent and do this by herself. Mm. And so she's coming up with all these different solutions, and Lola's not having any of it. And then something happens where her her mom is just saying, like, I don't want you to go unsupervised. Like, I want someone to be there that's an adult that will know where you are and be close enough in case something happens, which is completely reasonable. Mm-hmm. Also, like, if my parents was like, yeah, I'll pick you up and drop you off, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's go. No, you're not nearly as dramatic as she is. I know, but it's just wild that you wouldn't accept that offer. I mean, I would because I would just want to go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But she wants it to seem probably to show up Carla. Yeah. But it's like her pride is not worth it. I doubt Carla would even see you there, but that's fine. Exactly. Then we get Carla confronting Lola about and showing her her ticket. 
car was like, look, I've got the tickets. And Lola was like, yep, mine are coming in soon. No, she said, I actually got mine yesterday, oh. but I didn't want to flaunt it. Also, Carla and her, her lemmings, they're all wearing matching, like, what brand is that? That's not um, ugly. <laughs> it's just like this plaid, but I believe it's got to be some type of. It's the plaid that was like popular. I know, but I'm I'm Juicy sure there's a designer name for it. Something? Maybe. But like their hats are the same plaid. The bags are the same plaid. It's horrible. <laughs> and then Carla says something to Ella where she's like, yeah, I doubt Ella, I don't know, she's basically taunting Ella, like, why no, she goes, okay, yeah, whatever, and then it was like, she go, she says, we'll see you there, Ella, and Ella's like, yeah, you will. So Ella has now agreed to try to somehow get these tickets with Lola. Then they find out that it's sold out, and they're freaking out, and Lola's solution is, I know what we'll do, we'll come up with a plan, get to New York, and then we'll just buy tickets off of scalpers. Yeah. <laughs> Which is an interesting risk. Is Burberry? No. Okay. Burberry. Or Burberry. However you'd like to pronounce <laughs> And then Lola is talking to her mom. She's saying, like, she wants Ella to lie to her parents. Yeah. About where they're actually going, right? They're basically, so Lola is saying, I'll tell my mom I'm sleeping over at your house. You tell your mom that you're sleeping over at my house. And we'll go on the tr- we'll get on the train to New York and then buy tickets from the scalpers. Right. Meanwhile, while Lola is going through her piles and piles of clothes, Ella is having a breakdown because An she existential has crisis. Yeah. She has never lied to her parents. She does not want to do this, and she is so uncomfortable with it. And she's like, wor- she's like worried, like, what if something goes wrong? Right. What if we get caught? I don't like lying to my parents. I don't think my parents would believe me. And then finally, Lola's like, it's okay, well, I'll come up with a solution, because she doesn't like seeing Ella in such distress. So then Because she they are a really good couple. Yeah. She just lies too much. <laughs> Which is a problem. <laughs> yeah. So Lola talks to her mom and says, well, how about we go with Ella's parents? And her plan is that now Ella's parents will take them into the city, because her parents are on their way to the city anyway. And then they'll stay at the hotel with the parents, but they'll go to the concert by themselves. And Lola's mom's like, yeah, that sounds like a great plan. And then she says, okay, well, when we go talk to Ella's parents, just know that they don't know about this plan yet. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Why are you putting me in the position of, like, trying to convince these richy snooty people that they need to, you know, trust their daughter with my daughter? And then, and then Lola says something like, and don't try to, like, dress nice. Yeah. So she ends up, like, straightening her hair somewhat and wearing, like, a pantsuit or something. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> and then the parents are like, well, Ella, why didn't you just tell us you wanted to go to this concert, sweetie? And she's like, I didn't think you would want me. <laughs> and then the parents are, like, super chill about it. They're like, okay, well, yeah, this sounds like a great plan. So then everyone's excited about going to the concert, even though they still don't have tickets. It's fine. Um, Let's go to New Mexico. Lola is daydreaming about dancing with Stu Wolf, and she's in, like, a Marilyn Monroe dress singing, I would love for you to see how far the oaks would rule. Um, I want to be walked by you all. And then before the concert, 
Lola has a problem. She needs something she, amazing so to wear. fire, dude. <laughs> something amazing to wear to this concert. Because she's got to get Sid, uh, Sid Arthur. She's got to get Stu Wolf's attention. No, no, his name is Sid. <laughs> <laughs> and his last name is Arthur. <laughs> and what a better name. she convinces Sam to break into the costume room and, and steal, steal Lola's steal Eliza's dress. Yeah, Eliza Doolittle's costume. Which I will say is a fire outfit. It like, is. You don't need to steal Lola. Lord. Right. And Sam is like, I'll do it. <laughs> of course he like will. Like a psychopath. And then Lola's fucking up all of the choreography. Um, Which is like... Okay, choreography? Stop. I agree. It's kind of amazing. Dun, and dun, dun, in my dun, head, dun. is Miss Bagoli like... She's... she's the choreographer, the the director. conductor, the director, the choral like um, the vocal coach. Right, she's yeah. doing everything, and it's it's like, oh my god, Miss Bagoli's a queen. <laughs> I know. Well, because like it's impossible for one person to do all that. Exactly. There's no way she would actually yeah. do that by herself in real life. The choreography would not be as good as it as it is. No, you know. So then. Miss Bagoli is freaking out as well because she's she feels like Lola's not prepared and the show's getting closer and closer and she's like I just I need to get something from the costume room I'll be right back and Lola's trying to distract her because she because knows Sam, Sam is, in, is there. in there trying to steal this dress and there's like this wonderful like scene of <laughs> Sam hiding in the dressing room while Miss Bagoli is <laughs> looking for uh, making sure everything is in its place yeah and finally Sam leaves the room. And he, like, looks at Lola, and he shakes his head. He's like, I'm sorry. And then later, Lola finds Sam, and she's like, oh, my and gosh. he's still working on his car. Oh, yeah, he's still working on his car, because he's obsessed with it, I guess. But she's like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm so sorry I made you do that. I thought you were going to get caught. I was so scared. And then he, she goes, I'm sorry that you didn't get the dress. He's like, I didn't say I didn't get it. She's like, pop the hood. And she looks, <laughs> and then she closes the hood with the dress still in it. Yeah, why didn't she take that out of there? It's in, like, a garbage bag. <laughs> <laughs> this costume's being treated real well. It's yeah. got, like, oil all around, all on it. Because <laughs> Sam has perpetual oil all over his hands. So he constantly has oil on his hands. Um, Ella's parents are already in New York, and they're going to meet up with them at the hotel, whatever. So Lola and Ella are taking the train, and this is a whole sequence where they're getting ready. I love it. They're, they're doing makeup with the lipstick, like, smears all over Lindsay's face because the train bumps And or Ella whatever. sneezes into some makeup powder. Yeah, it's Amazing. all very, um, very broad humor, but it's they, great. They end up, they go down to brush their hair and pop back up and their hair is knotted together. Which Hilarious. is just, I mean, how would you even begin to get out of that? I don't, I don't know. know. But then Lola pulls out the dress. She pulls out the dress before all of that happens. Yeah. But she pulls out the dress and Ella's like, what is wrong with you? Why would you steal the dress? <laughs> Which is a good question. Fair question. Also, so they get done, they get out of the train and they're meeting up with Ella's parents. I don't like how curled Ella's hair is, but it's no. fine. They like it's gave fine. her a perm. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. I don't know if it took her face shape as, as well as a different hairstyle might have, but well, they, no one can be more Attractive than Lindsay Lohan, though, so. <laughs> they were like, the best friend cannot outshine Lindsay. <laughs> it's like, why can't you have two hot best friends? <laughs> Isn't there a meme about that? Th there's a, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I've never seen two hot best friends. And then people are posting themselves with their best friends, and then everybody's commenting, um, no. 
you're not hot. <laughs> your friend is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a way to be a dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and then they go to the concert. Everyone is screaming. There's a bunch of fans screaming. And then they try to get tickets from Scalper. And then we realize. Oh, no. We've left some money on the train. Lola's wallet has been left on the train. Hello, my name is Joseph Trudy, but you can just call me Trudy. And I'm Trudy. And you're listening to QVCH and NBC ABCDF Chat. Now, today I have a product for you that is fresh off the market that you've never, you've never seen before in your whole entire life. Are you ready for what it is? I guess. Are you on speed? No. Okay, you were talking really fast. I was worried about you. Go on. Uh, well, this new product is called a boat. A boat? A boat. What does that do? That helps you. Is it like a goat? Nope. What is it? You know how, like, when you drive, say, I want to go to the store, right? I get in my car. I drive to the store. What about those pretty rivers and lakes on my fingers, Judy? If I want to travel right now, what do I do? Do I swim? No. It is easier. It's not a boat. It floats. You get in it. You travel. Some of them have motors. How does it move? Some of them have motors. And some of them have paddles. It just depends. Paddles? It's like a wooden, um, it's like a two by four and you use it to row yourself. I don't understand. How big are these boats? They vary. Well, how many people are on it? That varies. Do these things sink? Is they it can. possible? What and what the fuck would you take them out on the water for? It's easier. You can bring life jackets with you. You bring life jackets and you might as well just train the whole way. But this way you stay dry. You stay dry. Okay, um, interesting. How are we selling these? How do these even ship out? By a ship. That is not what I'm asking, you piece of shit. I didn't ask for a ship. I asked for how a boat gets shipped out. Well, um, th- th- it depends on the size of the big, big yacht type ship. Type Seems like ship. Susan does not want you to have all your research. What were you asking me? I was saying Susan. She didn't give you the num- No, she didn't. She didn't give me any explanation. We really need to think about talking to her about it. Hiring somebody to help, like hiring an assistant for her, I or just hate quitting. when we have to hire and fire people because they always end up being the fool. I mean, allegedly, Florida. Whatever, just you know. Okay, so how much are these? Um, it varies. Oh my god, how much is a regular sized boat? Like fifty billion dollars. Okay, that's dirt cheap. What? Why are we selling them? Because people want it. Fresh off the market. There's a need to sell. What is the need again? Uh, why can't you just take a plane? That's faster. Uh, you could. You could. T- but there's also trains. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many different ways that you could travel. And we're just helping people. Pr- we're providing another service for these people that maybe don't like flying. Wouldn't maybe that be amazing if they just built a giant bridge that you can just drive all the way across an ocean to get to another country? I mean, I don't, you'd have I to stop like the, a lot the, the, and the, the piss the off in the ocean or something. Because uh, they'd have to build a lot more than a bridge. That's, that's the thing. That's, 
I think it's kind of ridiculous. But there's no there's no exits you can take. There's no McDonald's on that bridge. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Maybe which is you why, build which is why there's like cruises. But maybe you build the bridge big enough, wide enough. You could maybe have a McDonald's at the side. Oceanside McDonald's, you know what I mean? There's one where they sa- where they sail sea breezes. No, Rudy. McDonald's doesn't sell that shit. They have the typical fish fillet that makes you fucking sick in your stomach. And you'd scoff that down because you're so fucking hungry because you've been driving across the ocean for hours and hours and days and days on end until you get to France. Now, forget about that idea. I'm sorry I brought it up. It was just in my mind. Okay, so $50 billion for a regular-sized boat. Yes. Okay, great. Um, Where is this being sold at? Um, Rudy, Rudy. So it's rudy.rudy.shop.org. QVC, HSN, ABCDEFG.GoDaddy.com. What the fuck is that? It's the web address. No. Who is GoDaddy? It's a, it's a, it's a website. There you go. No, it's not. Neither yes. am I ex-boyfriend. How did you find out about GoDaddy? How did you find out? He, he approached me. He approached you? And you listened to him? Did he tell you he was my ex? No. Oh, my. Yeah, we got a stalker on our hands. We got to get Edna on this. Um, Edna the bodyguard. We fired Edna. No, no, no. Edna the bodyguard was a good bodyguard. Why did we, we fire her? We fired Edna. Why? <sighs> Edna, who needs her? Okay, well, then we need to get maybe Harvey on it. Harvey could do it. Okay. So Harvey the bunny, he's going to um he's going to take care of GoDaddy. Cause that's gonna be I'm problems. sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We had Harvey who's a bunny. What was Edna? I was making fun of the fact that Harvey is a bunny in the movie Harvey. Do you not remember oh. that movie with Jimmy Stewart? No, I love that movie. I okay. I thought well, maybe I we had an actual bunny. No, no. I, I don't look at the people ridiculous. when I hire them. I look at their names and their qualifications and their interests. I've not done my homework. Well, anyway. that's interesting. Anyway, um, we need to get Harvey on that on the remote. Um, but yes, you can get them at rudy.rudy.shop. Right. And now back to the podcast? I guess so. Okay. So they end up trying to sneak into the concert instead. Ella's not comfortable with this once again. Um, Ella actually successfully sneaks in, mm-hmm. but Lola gets stopped by the bouncer or whatever, whoever's taking tickets at the concert. And she's talking about, like, oh, my friend is in there. She can't be by herself. Like, she needs me. And so the bodyguard, he's like, okay, fine. And so he kicks Ella out as well. They're at the stage door trying to listen to the concert. And Ella, uh, Lola's like, well, this is kind of like watching it. Then they're walking. They finally decide, we'll just go to where the after party takes place. Ella's like, okay, I guess. Because this is the real place where Lola's like, if we're going to actually meet up with this these celebrities, that's where we're going to find them. And Carla said she's going to be there, so that's where we'll see Carla as well. Right. So they try to go to where Sue Wolf's place is, because that's where the party's happening. And she's like, oh, I have that article still. And it's only, you know, <laughs> 18 blocks from here, which is a long way. <laughs> so they're running through New York City. They're getting tired. It's raining. And then it stops raining. And all of a sudden they're being followed by this mysterious man with a dog. Terrifying. Ella's very scared, rightfully so. 
And then Lola finally says, I'll I'll go deal with it. And Ella's like, no, no. But she, you know, she assures Ella. Yeah, Lola's like, I'm a New Yorker. Yes, I'm I got this. I'm a New this. Yorker. We, we deal with this all the time. I'll go talk to her. So, <laughs> so she's talking to him, and we find out it's her dad. And her dad is just, you know, <laughs> making sure she's okay. She's wandering around the streets of New York at night with just her when friend. she was supposed to be at a concert. Yeah, and she's like, I'm a big girl dad. We're just going to the after party. We'll be fine. You know what we haven't talked about, though? Carla Santini has a theme song. Every time oh, yeah. you see her car, her face, her words, it goes, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. And there's, like, little, there's like claps. <laughs> so good. So good. Also, Carla's wearing this, like, feather boa. She's got wavy hair. She looks iconic. Yeah, she does look, she does look good. I'm not going to lie to you. It's the only time I've liked Megan Fox. <laughs> She's ready for this after party. Um, then they try to get in. Lola is, like, making up that her parents are doctors or something. I don't know. She's trying to lie to get them into the after party. Mm-hmm. And this bodyguard bouncer, there's once again another bouncer that's like, no, get She's the fuck out of here. It. And then something magical happens. Sue Wolf and Steve are fighting. And they end up coming out of their of Sue's apartment and they're like punching each other, throwing hands and <laughs> they're throwing hands and Ella is like Steve, Steve, she's trying to call after him and Steve's like ew. Get away Sue, from me. Right. And then Sue goes Sue into an alleyway. Is drunk out of his mind. Drunk as a skunk. And Ella and Lola are like Lola's like, we gotta help him. And Ella's like, he's a he's a grown man. Why would we do that? Yeah, you he's really like want to get killed? Washed up drunk celebrity that's out in the alley. We should not approach him. But Lola's like, he, it's just a cry for help. He needs someone to save him. Right. So then they basically pick him up and drag him to this diner. And maybe this is my favorite scene. Yeah, it's um, pretty good. They're talking to this drunk uncle who <laughs> is like, he's... His drunkle. She's like, Lola is like in awe. She's like, I want to ask you all these questions about your art and your music and all these things. And your lyrics and your songwriting. And Sue is like, I want onion rings. Yeah. And I don't know why, but that line, the I, I want, want onion, onion rings. rings. Later he goes, onion rings, this is a donut. Yeah, we quote <laughs> that all quote the that time. All the time. True. Um, but like, they're all wet because it was raining. And, and then they get arrested because. He's throwing like. He throws a donut at a cop. Right. He assaults a cop with a donut. Hilarious. <laughs> so they get arrested. Ella is freaking out. She's like, oh my gosh, my parents are going to kill me. Your mom's going to kill you. Like, this is going to be a, a, a mess. And she's like, I hate you. Why are you doing, like, why, why did we pick up this random grown man? And Lola says, it's okay. Everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be handled. And then her dad walks in. No. Her dad walks in because the police officer is asking them for their information. And Ella gives her parents' oh, information. Right. And then Lola gives her dad's information and her mom's. That's and right. Ella goes, why are you giving – she's like, they're going to check that. Why are you giving them the address of your dead dad? And she goes, he's not dead. He's not dead. And then and then Ella is betrayed, major betrayal. And she's I like, agree. you fucking lied to me about your dad dying. She's like, who does that? Which arguably, yeah, who right. does do that? So then the dad comes in, saves the day, pays their bail, whatever. They Sue is obsessed with the dad's dog. Because he's the dog, he's the doggiest. Yeah. Um, 
Can I hint that means the dog looks exactly like Max from The Little Mermaid? Um, I think it's supposed to be like a show. It's a shaggy dog situation. So then they explain the whole story to all of the police officers, the lieutenants and everything. And they're like, okay, we'll like let you guys go. It's not a big deal. Whatever. We understand. And Stu at this point has sobered up a little bit because they've been there for probably an hour or two. They probably got some coffee in them or something. Right. So then he's signing autographs for people. And then he's like, do you guys want to come tomorrow after party? And they're like, duh. And Ella is still upset. Yeah. And Lola's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm sorry that I lied to you, but I want to have fun with you at this thing. And so they kind of make up. And she apologizes and everything's fine. And Ella says, no more lying. She's like, quit fucking lying to me. Right. Which, reasonable response. Uh Uh-huh. So they go, Stu's like, let's get you out of those wet clothes. And he lets them go into his room to get clothes. So they borrow outfits from him. Let's talk about how this is a red flag. Young ladies out there, if you're like a 15, 16-year-old girl, and somehow you magically end up in this grown-ass man's celebrity party house, and he's like, yeah, go up to my room. You can try on my clothes. Get the fuck out of there immediately. You are in danger. I don't care if Super Chick is playing and you want (laughs) to have a montage. Get out. I don't care. I don't care if it could end up being completely innocent. Get the fuck out of there. So they borrow clothes from him, (laughs) um, and then they go downstairs, and Stu has been drinking again because it's a party. And And they also see Carla, and Carla's face is like And Carla's like, (laughs) <laughs> they, l- they weren't flying. <laughs> they were here. Whole montage. They're tipping of the cars. But they come d- back downstairs, <laughs> and Stu is now drunk again because they left him alone for more than two minutes. And Lola is trying to have this conversation about his music. She's like, what were you thinking when you wrote this lyric? And Stu's like, I don't know. And he's, he's disappointing. He's like incomprehensive, pretty much. And she's like, yeah, she says, I'm disappointed, and he goes, why? And she says, because you're a drunk. She's like, I, f- I find out that this person I admire so much is just not even, drunk. Yeah, yeah, he's just a drunk, not willing to even want to converse about art or anything. Mm-hmm. And that kind of hurts Stu's feelings. Yeah. And I mean, rightfully so, but also, like, if it takes a 15-year-old <laughs> to call you out on your bull, like, I guess that's what had to happen. I guess so. So then Lola goes to school. She returns the dress. And then we get a confession of a teenage drama queen. <laughs> Iconic. Well, because they're at rehearsal and Carla's like, oh, was we missed you at the party. And and Lola's like, what are you talking about? Like, we were there. You saw us. What are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. And Carla is like, "What? Are, we're not. how are we supposed to believe you when your real name isn't even Lola? Your name is Mary. Right. And she calls her out for lying. So then, like, from that point on, like... Carla is like, everything you say and everything you do is a lie. You're full of it. And she convinces everybody else that Lola is a liar. Right. And so and now Lola has to confess a lot of things, pretty much. Right. She's talking. Ab- and then finally it ends with she talks about how her dad was there. Mm-hmm. And Carla says, what dad? Yeah, because everybody thought that her dad was dead. Because she told everyone that. So now she's been completely outed out as a liar. And then she ends up going to, like, this depressive state where she stays home from school. She pretends to be sick. She even tells Miss Bagoli that she took the dress. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Miss Bagoli's like, what? And then that also, because she says, well, I got it dry cleaned and I brought it back, so it's fine. 
And Carla's like, oh, my gosh, you're still lying. Like, right. you didn't take the dress and all these other things. So right. now everybody, even the teachers, think that Lola's lying for no reason, just for funsies. But I will say that whole scene, Megan Fox is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, the the way she's making fun of Lola's lies is very funny. Yeah. Um, and I kind of love it because it's, it's supposed to be this devastating thing for Lola to be called out but she deserves it because she's mm-hmm. been lying her ass off this whole time Yeah. so I mean it's a well needed punishment if you ask me but she's learning her lesson and but now Lola like Mel said is in a depressive state just staying home all the time it is like opening night and Ella stage manager is like <laughs> get out of bed you're supposed to meet our Eliza like what are you doing and right. she's like nobody believes me nobody cares and Ella's like what do you care like, they all suck anyway. You and I know that we were at that party. So what does it matter? Right. And then she, like, gives this whole speech to Lola about how she she was so afraid of of being who she is and that Lola brought out this side in her and, and she mm. thinks Lola's super courageous and she's trying to give her, like, a pep talk. And she ends up crying. It's yeah. very emotional. <laughs> Ella yeah. turns into the drama queen. Yeah, Ella is now the <laughs> drama queen. And then finally Lola is like, okay. Well, and, and during this, while this is happening, Miss Bagol is freaking out. She's like, where is she? We need our Eliza. And Megan Fox is to the rescue. Carla Santini says, I know all of the lines. I can do it. Yeah. And so now She's Carla like is, getting, is getting like fitted for all these like, outfits. And then they show up. And she's like, get out of my dress. And she's like, get out of my first costume. It's a whole argument. It's like, and it's drama queen like against drama queen. Exactly. They start throwing hairspray into each other's faces. But instead, Miss Begoli steps in between them. She gets caught in the crossfire. And she ends oh, up getting. Oh, the crosshairs! She ends up getting hairsprayed. Her Blinded face. by the hairspray. And then. Zach Efron. <laughs> and then Miss Begoli's like, oh, Lola, I'm so glad you're here. While she's like trying to clean her eyes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this great moment, yep. which I find actually pretty topical, mm-hmm. where Lola and her mom are talking, and she's wishing her daughter good luck. And this whole break movie, a leg, how dare you, yeah, theater? I'm sorry, she's telling her to break a leg. But this whole movie, she's been calling her Mary, and Lola keeps telling her and insisting that her name is Lola. And then finally, her name was Lola. She, she was, was a showgirl. <laughs> And then finally at the end here, the mom says, uh, break, break a leg, leg Lola. Lola. And she says, Lola. And she goes, yes, your name is Lola. You are Lola. And I love that because, you know, a lot of people um, don't like their names or want to change them. And a lot of people don't respect that. And uh, specifically nowadays when we have transgender people who don't like to be dead named and it's like, Please, please respect people and how they'd like to be identified. Yeah, they're it's not like expecting the, you to be perfect. They're not expecting that, but they no. are expecting you to respect them and and you know, try at, le- at a minimum. Yeah, at try. least yeah, like that's the least you can do. Come on. <laughs> so I like that moment, and then the performance begins. Iconic. Amazing. New York City, surrounded by. Completely so pretty. Four walls. Really shitty. It's four walls, then eight full cities. 
Oh, but we also have Mr. Goalie saying the most iconic line. He says, children, dress for balls. Dress for balls. Yeah, somehow the orchestra is just all these students with computers, which makes no sense. What instrument? It's just like techno, but somehow all of them are pressing bars that program. You know what, You know what, Mel? You know what I wouldn't be surprised about? What? If Mr. Goalie, since she's both coach, conductor, director, choreographer, she's probably the whole damn orchestra and she pre-recorded it and then had kids just press play probably i wouldn't surprise me she's put mm -mm. her whole her whole heart and soul <laughs> oh miss bagoli ussy into it really. <laughs> no <laughs> miss bagussy into it that's what she put she put her whole miss bagussy in <laughs> i'm not kidding that's what she gave um so then we have living just enough just enough for the today and that's a great song. And <laughs> that was wonderful. What we just did there. Then she you rock. Yeah. Then she has a <laughs> costume change. She's doing the My Fair Lady Eliza so Doolittle. So I turn myself to face me. And then she's singing changes. David Bowie. Ch -ch 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 changes. 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 Um, Sorry guys, we love this part. Yeah. So she does her costume change. Sings changes, and she's it's the Eliza Doolittle part where she's. Trying to learn. The rain and stains is mainly in the playing in yeah, the background. She's trying to learn how to speak properly. I say that in quotations. Um, and then it's a great performance. We have some more costume changes. This is where she's like, I accept myself. And then she says this line that was clearly added by Miss Bagoli where, <laughs> I will be a teacher because, because that teaches are the most selfless Teaching is the most important job a person can have. Yeah, it's the most selfless thing you can do. And Miss Bagoli's like quoting it with her. She's like, I love this line because I'm a teacher. <laughs> and then and her then whole family's there. Listen, They're all clapping, applauding they are standing her. Standing. Oh. And then we get the title song of Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. And it's her with a bunch of people dressed all in blue. Um, never yeah. understood. It, they look like the cat in the hat thing one and thing yes. two. But she's it's the Oh, what is it even? After a while. I know, but... Oh, life is a work of art. You, you gotta, gotta paint, paint it colorful. colorful. You can be anything you want. Don't have to stick to any rule. You, you don't, don't need, need a high IQ to succeed, succeed in what you do. Just believe in yourself. yourself. Have no fear of something, something. I don't know, Ari. Just Doubters but her outfit is amazing. It's like pink and orange. It looks like she's got pink and orange fire off of her legs and bell bottoms. Oh, it's awesome. Okay, okay, okay. Now here we go. Here we the go. The show is done. The show is done. We are at the cast party. And who's hosting the cast party? Would you ask? Of course, the it's Carla person. Santini. Yes. It's always the person with the biggest house. It is. So Carla Santini is hosting. There's hot dogs. There's a fountain in her home. It's iconic. It's stunning. There's marble. There's start. There's staircases. Megan it's Fox looks amazing. like a mermaid. She kind of does. Later she does, but right now but she, she kind of does she look like is a the moment. She's got feathers. She's wearing red. She's like, come on. She opens the door. What's Stu that? Wolf oh, it's is here. Stu Wolf. And what did he get? A haircut. And what does he look like? Amazing. He looks a million dollars. I love this scene. He's so hot. I finally understood it. You know what I mean? Like when I was a kid, I was like, Sam's not that cute. Stu's not that cute. Who am I supposed to love? And then Stu got a haircut, and I said, <gasps> I found him. Anyway, so he shows up and he's like, "Hello," and Carla's like, "Hello," <laughs> and she's like, "Hello," and she's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "I'm here to see Lola," and she goes, oh, yeah, "I can't wait, do wait. this." So she goes, "Um, just wait right here." She's this like freaking out, and she starts to close the door, and she oh. goes, "Oh, 
come in. And this is my favorite thing, is she walks in, she goes, hey everyone, look who came to see me. Like, she's just trying so hard. Look who came to my party. <laughs> and then Lola walks forward. Well, Ella shoves Lola forward. And Lola's yeah. like, oh my gosh. And then he goes, you left this at my flat. And it's her bottle cap necklace. <laughs> I'm still Link Bad. I am. So then he puts it on her. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I would pee my pants. Anyway. Also, it's pretty hot. Like, whenever I see scenes where a guy is putting a necklace on a girl, when I was younger, I did not see the appeal of that. But as I've know. gotten older, I'm like, that's actually kind of a hot Listen, thing to do. No? It's like <laughs> it's like the, the temptation of the touch. Right. It's anyway. like just the, uh, the whole yeah. thing. So then yeah, he puts the thing on her. Then he's like, would you like chance? And then they're dancing. And Carla's backing Carla up. Carla is freaking. Well, no, that's bef- that's after, just before the dancing. Carla's backing up because she's freaking out because everybody's realizing that Carla was the liar and that Lola Mary was telling the truth about the Stu Wolf thing. Carla falls into a fountain. Let me tell you, never laughed harder in my life. Yeah, apparently Ariana has just let me know that yesterday that she loves when people fall. So apparently, any anything no, where someone no. falls, she's going to die laughing. You're full of it. I ha- you've known this because of Scream alone. You well, should that's know. Falling downstairs. I didn't realize it was just any kind of falling. I think it's hilarious. I <laughs> used to work at when I worked at Jersey Junction. There was like when you make waffles. I know this is I'm off. I'm being tangential, but when you make waffle cones, it's up on like a different part of the store, and you have to get up on the steps. Kids all the time would walk past, not realize there was a step there, and fall. <laughs> and it took everything in me not to laugh because I knew that parents would be mad if I if they saw me laughing. But I knew they weren't hurt. Yeah. Anyway, um, guys. So she falls into a fountain. Lola helps her out of the fountain. She looks like a mermaid because her hand comes up. She's all wet. Yeah. Gross. Um, she looks slimy, guys. And then they kind of have this moment of peace where Carla smiles at her. And it's a little bit like Regina George and Katie Heron. And Sharpay. <laughs> Sharpay? Sharpay. This is like the second time you've gotten Sharpay either wrong <laughs> or in the wrong movie. Sharpie. Sharpie. Um, so now then we're dancing. Stu and her dance freak out. No big deal. But then it turns into her dancing with her Sam. Her dancing with Sam. And then Miss Bagoli shows up and is dancing with Stu. Which honestly, I shook it. Yeah, I guess Miss Bagoli's into Stu. So she, you know, she's going to start dating him now. Um, so Stu <laughs> and Miss Bagoli are together and Sam and Lola. <laughs> And Ella has... And then Ella and Carla somehow end up together, Ooh, I'm sure. Wouldn't that be a cool shift? I don't well, see it. I don't foresee it happening, Never but mind. Sure. It wouldn't be a cool shift because... It'd be a toxic relationship. Right. I don't know if she should be, like, falling for her bully. I don't like that. Never mind. I take it back. Should... But Ella will end up with someone else. Steve. That'll be the sequel. <sighs> Just imagine if they had a sequel. I'd watch it. Anyway... What's your moral of the story? My moral of the story is do not follow. Uh, well, actually, I did say earlier mine was going to be don't lie about your parents being dead. Mm. But also don't follow celebrities. I don't care how, f- how famous they are, how much you think you love them. Don't follow them into alleyways where they're drunk. Or into their bedrooms. Or into their bedrooms. Just don't do that. Um, you know, I don't care if they have fame to their name. Stay away. If they're, the rhyme if they're doing it. How about you? Um, you know, out of all the times <coughs> that I've watched this movie, I don't think I've ever, like, had to think of a moral, moral of the story. I just sat there and enjoyed it for the rest of my life. Um, 
guess my moral of the story would be cut your hair. Um, happy Mother's Day. Try something new. I don't know. I don't know that I have one. I mean, both of yours are good. Like, don't lie about your parents' death. Yeah. Don't follow celebrities. Um, don't try. Maybe don't try to compete with with someone. Here, here. This is what I'll say. Even if you are like super talented <coughs> and really good at whatever, there's always going to be somebody better than you. Right. Um, so, like, I guess this is a moral of the story from like a Carla Santini point. Like, it doesn't matter how much money you have, how cool you are, how what popular you are, you have. right? How talented you are. There's always going to be somebody richer, cooler, older than you. So, like, comparison is is the thief of joy. So just don't compare yourself and live your own life and try not to worry about other people and their business. Because to them, you are not a main character. Right. You got to be your own main character. Like Kate Winslet in The Holiday. Right. When she says, you got to be your own leading lady. Exactly. She's like, I've been the best friend in my own movie. And she's like. And that is the truth. And I relate. (laughs) Anyway, that's it. Bye. (laughs)